Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Surprise! Yo, 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 what's up? It is not your sister's favorite sportscaster. I am Frank Stanfield. Chris Ventra out today. National Video Game Day. At least that's my suspicion. Joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. we got a fun show planned for you. We're going to talk about all this Jets drama. Mono, really? Sam Darnold, really? Get into that. We'll have Thursday Night Football preview. A lot of people asking in the chat already. Revolving around Chris Godwin, what do we do with our Bucks and Panthers? We'll get into all that. I want to talk about some tough matchups in Week 2 as well. I also have a philosophical fantasy question that I will throw the way of both Jim and George. But before we get into all that, Jim, how'd you sleep last night, buddy? Hey, I slept great last night, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, Getting ready for another football game tonight. And the only thing I have to ask, is it Week 16 yet? <laughs> <laughs> week 16. Come on, let's not jump the gun, Jim. Uh, let's have a little well, fun here. we know here. it's going to get here before we want it to. It just always does. Every year we get to the end of the season and say, holy crap, where'd that season go? I know. It's I'm like you snap your fingers the and the season's over, man. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I believe that's what they call it, Jim. George Kurtz, how are you doing? Uh, any uh, baby shark do-do-do-do-do-do last night? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, no, uh, nothing like that last night. And you know, Frank, you might be my sister's favorite sportscaster. All I know is that it's not Chris and it's not me. So by process, process of elimination, it just very well might be you. Ah, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take all the fans that I can possibly get, George. You know, I mentioned we were going to talk about this Jets situation. Let's jump right into it. You know, I'm not going to make this a sob story for myself. Everyone here knows that I am the, uh, the Jets fan of the company nowadays, but, um, yeah, Sam Darnold diagnosed with mono. They're saying he could miss the next couple of weeks. Trevor Simeon is going to start Monday Night Football against the Cleveland Browns. Le'Veon Bell dealing with a shoulder injury. He's going for an MRI today. You know, who would have thought? Giving the guy uh, 100% of the snaps and 23 touches in his first game back in the NFL after not playing since 2017. You know, who would have thought that that was a bad idea? But nonetheless, there's a lot going on here. I actually be at the game. I have tickets to the, to, to the Browns and Jets uh, that I bought a month ago. So uh, I could potentially be seeing Trevor Simeon and Ty Montgomery. So doesn't sound like a lot of fun overall. Uh, but Jim, I'll start off with you just regarding this situation. We've already seen a ton of line movement in this game. I believe you know the Browns were like a two and a half point favorite that's jumped up to like six points already, which is just crazy. Uh, but overall, how much are you downgrading uh, the Jets pass catchers in this game? I have lowered Jameson Crowder myself a little bit. I still think that he's going to be targeted a decent amount. Uh, but overall, I was not on Robbie Anderson this week. Anyway, because of the matchup with Denzel Ward, how are you handling this? Well, look, yeah, Robbie Anderson's still not 100%, so you, you can't like that with him, especially with Simeon in there. So it's going to be a lot of short passes. So, I, you know, I expect Ty Montgomery to get a lot of playing time, even if uh, Bell plays because he's not 100%. 
So Ty Montgomery is a guy I would like in this game. I think he's going to be in for a big night, uh, especially if Bell is absolutely limited. You want to have him on the background if you have Bell anyway, just in case, because it is a Monday night game. You need to have somebody in case Bell doesn't go uh, and you don't find out till Monday. So you need to make sure you have somebody in that game that you could pull in, whether it be from Cleveland or the Jets, if you need to. Uh, so make sure you you copy that right off the bat. Um, I Look, I think Crowder's still going to be heavily involved, but not to the way he was last week. So I think you've got to temper expectations, pull them down a notch. It's not like, you know, Simeon's ever been a, a barn buster when he plays anyway. I mean, he's been okay, but he's never been anything special. So you really, this is the kind of game at this point, if Bell doesn't play with Darnold already out, I think I'm staying away from the Jets. Trevor Simeon is not a great quarterback. That's why he's, you know, wound up as a backup quarterback at this point. 59% completion for his career, 6.8 yards per attempt. He did help produce two 1,000-yard receivers uh, back in 2016 with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. So I think at the least he can get the ball in the hands of some of the playmakers here, you know, whether it's Le'Veon Bell, if he's good to go, uh, Jamison Crowder. They'll try and get some passes downfield to Robbie Anderson. I don't know that it's necessarily going to work. Uh, George, I want to throw this your way. We see this kind of happen every season with a Sunday night football game or a Monday night football game where we're going to have Le'Veon Bell, what it seems like, at least questionable. You know, he's going to have to get in a limited practice before Saturday. He's having an MRI on that shoulder today. Uh, But overall, you know, when you have a player of his caliber questionable, I think the way to play it is you probably put him in your flex and then you have either Ty Montgomery on your bench or a Browns receiver or a Jets receiver just in case Le'Veon Bell can't go because, you know, if he does, obviously you want him in your lineup. Is that typically how you would handle a situation like this, George? Yeah, listen, I'd be very happy if I had one of those options already on my roster. I do get worried when you get a, a midweek injury like this, right? We didn't hear anything about Bell after the game, and then all of a sudden it's Wednesday, then Thursday. Now we're hearing it. So that concerns me somewhat that it's flaring up during the week that they're getting him an MRI now. Or did he suffer the injury in practice? So, yeah, you have to have somebody. It's a Monday night game, so that's unfortunate. You know, your options might be limited as far as, far as making the start on Sunday. But I'll have somebody. I have Le'Veon Bell in one league. And offhand, I haven't checked the roster. But offhand, I don't think I have anybody on Cleveland or Jets. I will shortly, though. Yeah, you got to make sure to at least get Ty Montgomery on your team. I know a lot of people were drafting him as we got closer to the season because of all this talk that they were going to use both Le'Veon Bell and Ty Montgomery. But I would imagine most people actually dropped Ty Montgomery or let him go. So if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, make sure you get Ty Montgomery on your team or at the least have a Jets or Browns receiver on your bench just in case Le'Veon Bell can't go in that Monday night game. When we get back, I'll ask these guys a little bit more about Jamison Crowder, where he ranks for this week. A lot coming up. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost 
almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Game time decisions. This is the thing with Beckham. He's not a bad guy, but ultimately, he just never sort of gets it. You're in a week two. You got your ass handed to you. He's coming back to New York this week, and his biggest concern, he wants to wear a watch. As opposed to, yeah, I ain't worried about no watch, man. I'm worried about beating the Jets. No, no. He's worried about his watch. And now this is the story this week with the Browns. Odell Beckham telling the league to basically get bent and blow me. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy, Zumo Channel 719, right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Frank Sample, joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. Before we get into some of these tough matchups for Week 2, I do just want to run down you know, where I lower Jamison Crowder to and how you guys are feeling, whether you feel the same way or not. But I have lowered Jamison Crowder to wide receiver 35. I do have point PPR rankings. I think it's kind of a you know the best of both worlds. It kind of helps everyone uh, meet in the middle here between standard and full PPR. Uh, but I, lo- I lowered Crowder to wide receiver 35. The names that I have just ahead of him: D.D. Westbrook, Curtis Samuel, Alshon Jeffrey, John Brown, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Gallup. Jim Day, is, is there anything there that sounds egregious to you, or would you have Jamison Crowder higher than I personally do? Uh, actually, I think I have him a little lower. I think I have him at 41 for the week. Okay. Uh, behind most of those guys you just meant, uh, mentioned, and just above Will Fuller. Actually, yeah, just, yeah, I have Westbrook above him. I have, uh, uh, who just else did you mention? Uh, the only one I'm, I'm actually really, I have Robbie Anderson right now ahead of him, but with all this news that came out today, I'll probably push him down and behind him. 
Yeah, I mean, the Robbie Anderson thing, I was already off him. I mentioned this in the first segment as well, just because he's going to go up against Denzel Ward. And last week, Denzel Ward shadowed Corey Davis for 81% of Corey Davis's routes. You know, not that, you know, Marcus Mariota is one of the best quarterbacks, but ultimately, we know what Corey Davis did last week. He ended up with a donut. So, you know, I do think Denzel Ward is ascending to be one of those best corners in the league. Uh, so I already thought that this was a pretty bad matchup for Robbie Anderson. I have Robbie really low. I have him down at wide receiver 49 this week. Uh, George, when it comes to Jamison Crowder, I still think that he's going to get a ton of targets, albeit, you know, they're not going to be downfield or anything, but I think the targets will be there uh, just the way that Adam Gates has shown so far he wants to use Jamison Crowder in that Jarvis Landry role. Uh, did I mention any players that sounded egregious that they were ahead of J- Jamison Crowder as a low-end wide receiver three? Oh, I have him lower than both the guys. Oh, I wow. Have in the, my, I have him in the mid to high 40s, uh, so no, you didn't. Uh, listen, it comes down to if Sam Darnold was playing, it would be completely different, but he's not. I don't know what Trevor Semyon's going to do. Uh, I'll pass. I, mean, I think the game's going to be somewhat closer. I don't think Cleveland's going to get blown out. I certainly don't think they're going to blow the Jets out. But, and I think the Jets will have to throw the ball more. But until I see what's going on here, is Le'Veon Bell going to play? Is he going to be limited? Uh, I'm going to be downgrading all my Jets here, uh, not really wanting to start anybody in the green. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Let's move on from the Jets now. Enough Jets talk. No one wants to hear about this crappy team. Doesn't even play in New York, by the way. New Jersey Jets. He's just moved there for good. Anyway, I wanted to get into a, uh, a philosophical question. I mentioned this at the top. Um, when, we, when we're talking about ranking players for the week and deciding who to start and sit, I think more often than not, we make the mistake of trying to predict game flow too much. And I know we have a lot of indicators, you know, things that we can use for game flow, such as, you know, Vegas lines for games. You know, if a team's expected to be a big favorite, uh, then maybe you fade the quarterback because it's going to be a blowout, so on and so forth. But, you know, I tweeted this out last night that I thought Dak Prescott was in a really, really good spot in week two once again because of what the matchup and what the numbers said. Last week, Washington got torched by Carson Wentz. They gave up 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, And last year, in the one game that Amari Cooper played against Josh Norman, he completely owned him, went over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Randall Cobb has one of the best matchups this week, according to Pro Football Focus as well. So I tweeted all this out, and I started getting responses that, well, the game flow isn't going to be in favor of the Cowboys needing to pass the ball. Now, if we can all predict game flow, we would be millionaires. You know, (laughs) any given Sunday. You know, everyone thinks that they have it all figured out. They know who's going to win. They know what the game flow is going to be. But it doesn't always work that way. So, George, I'll kind of... I'll throw this your way first, and I don't... I don't really know what I'm looking for here. Look, if you just want to talk about it, or is this like a slippery slope that we fall down too often? Because I feel like this happens a lot where we just look at a game line, you know, uh, we try to predict, oh, well, this team's going to be a big, they're just going to run the football, it's going to be a non-competitive game. Shouldn't we just look at the numbers and what the matchup tells us? And if that's the case, then Dak Prescott is in a really, really good spot this week against Washington. Sure. Now, we don't need to watch the game. It's all over. Dallas will win 42-14. Done. Uh, on paper, the Cowboys should win this game uh, handily. The problem is, this is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Redskins. It is a rivalry. I don't care how bad these teams have been. Uh, they still play each other hard. And Dallas, and historically, doesn't play all that great in Washington, whether it's at the uh, FedEx field or when it was in uh, uh, the old field as well. You know, they, they just don't play well there for whatever reason here. So I don't think they're going to run up the scores here. Yes, uh, the game you're talking about with Omari Cooper against Norman last year, that was the Thanksgiving game in Dallas where Cooper was really running free all over the place. And last week against the Giants, I think, what, there was 32 pass attempts by Dak Prescott, but Giants pressured him three times. 
I could have completed those passes. Okay, that should be a little different this week. The Redskins have at least a good defense, an average, above average defense. Got to give him at least that. The Giants had no way to put pressure on Dak Prescott. He could have had a coffee, ordered a pizza back there, and had Zeppelis. They weren't getting to him. That should change somewhat this week. I think as far as the run game is concerned, Elliott is still a work in progress. He's in shape, but he's not in game shape yet. And Dallas is going to use the first three weeks, the Giant game, the Redskin game, and next week they got the Dolphins as sort of his preseason. And they, they want to ramp him up for week four when I believe they play Green Bay. That's when their schedule truly starts here. So I think they, they might pass more than normal here. Randall Cobb is a huge upgrade at the slot receiver. Gallup, who we don't probably talk about as much, is a damn good receiver. And Gallup is somebody who, in a couple of games versus Washington last year, was wide open a few times down deep. He gets past these cornerbacks, but Dak was missing him. Maybe that happens again here. I think I said, I have no problem starting Dak this week over certain quarterbacks, but I keep your expectations in check. Dallas is still going to be an offense that runs through Zeke, but probably not until week four when he's really back to being the Zeke we expect him to be. You know, earlier in the show, George said I might be his sister's favorite sportscaster. George, you are now my favorite sportscaster because you just had a Zeppeli reference, and you don't hear those very often. So I'll just throw that out I there. Zeppelis. Zeppelis are amazing. There was a feast around the block from my parents' house last Sunday. On my way home, before Sunday Night Football, I grabbed some fried Oreos, some Zeppelis. Perfect, perfect. So kudos to you, George, for the Zeppeli reference out there. Jim, I want to get your thoughts on this matter as well. Is this... It's Again, it's more of a philosophical question for fantasy, but I feel like we kind of fall down this slippery slope too much where we try to predict game flow. On paper, this seems like a really good matchup once again for Dak Prescott. And whether it's because he's playing for a contract, whether it's because Kellen Moore is calling the plays now, look, the offense was night and day from last year to this year, at least what I saw in week one. They used play action a ton in week one, and Dak Prescott was nearly perfect when he was throwing out-of-play action passes last week. so But all those factors considered, I think Dak's in a really, really good spot this week, and I'm not falling for any type of narrative that, well, you know, they're favored on the road or this is going to be an Ezekiel Elliott game. The numbers are telling me that Dak Prescott is in a really, really good spot again this week. Oh, I'm with you at this point. Look, the one thing that we were told all preseason was how Kellen uh, Moore was going to change this offense and they were going to be more versatile. And and that's exactly what we saw in week one against the Giants. We saw a ton more pre-snap uh, movement by the offense, a lot of play action, like you said. He was just moving the pieces around and working them as will and just creating a lot of mismatches. I loved what he did last week, and I think that trend's going to continue. We know that you know Zeke only had 11 touches last week. They're already talking that they're not going to give him much more this week. I know Pollard did okay, but again, the Giants. Um, <laughs> just remember that, folks. It was against the Giants. Um, so, you know, a lot of that has to be taken into account. But I'm not, you know, Washington is a better defense, but I'm not worried about Washington. With the way he's moving this offense, I, can, I expect him to continue. And if he does continue like this all season, Dak has every chance to finish in, you know, top five or six quarterbacks in the league. Well, I'm happy you brought up those numbers, Jim, because I currently have Dak Prescott ranked as my QB7 on the week, ahead of one, Aaron Rodgers. I have a league where I have Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott on the same team, 
And I'm actually starting Dak Prescott. When we come back, we're going to talk more about these tough matchups heading into Week 2. Aaron Rodgers is one of those players. He hasn't fared well against the Minnesota Vikings. You know, it's it's a pretty big sample size at this point. It's the last eight games that he has started and finished. The reason why I say started and finished is because there was a game he left early because of injury. But the last eight games Aaron Rodgers has started and finished, he has not fared well against the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm on Dak Prescott as a top eight quarterback this week. I got and- Prescott. I got Prescott at five. I got Rodgers yep. at 11 this week. Yeah, so there you go. Jim and myself, we're in lockstep. Dak over Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Dak's going to throw for 404 again, but if he comes close to 300 and he throws for two touchdowns, rushes for a little bit as well, he's very easily going to finish as a top seven, potentially top five quarterback this week. So we'll talk about some tougher matchups for week two. We come back. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. The morning line. You're going to give me a run and a half. The Tigers are at home. And oh, yeah, you're going to pay me to take a run and a half at plus 190. Now, usually if a team is getting runs to start the game, there's usually a minus sign in front of it, guys, because it is a bit of an advantage. But the Tigers, along with a few other underdogs like the Toronto Blue Jays, you could have backed them on the run line and got plus money. That's value. Weekday, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Did we just become best friends? Yep. The best friends forever. Are you aware that you are facing your best friends forever in the pit league this week? Yeah, I noticed that. I took it on the chin during the first week. A lot of my guys that uh, I was hoping for did not show up. It's just the first week. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to go to the waiver wire and spend a bunch of money. I've drafted these guys on my team for a reason. You guys are going to feel the wrath of the Soul Crush Express as they make their comeback for this season. 
Watch live weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Well, with Frank here today, at least we're not stuck in a teenage wasteland. But you know what we are? We're in week two in the NFL, and it's just a few hours away. And you can become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. Registered users are winning thousands of dollars each week playing Daily Fantasy using the service, and you can too. If you are playing DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're just doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL Annual Pass with a faster optimizer, smarter projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by the sweet sounds of the Fantasy Taz Jim Day that you just heard with a fabulous read there, Jim. Also joined by George Kurtz. And I mentioned before the break, we're going to talk about some tough matchups in Week 2. No, I was uh, hinting at Aaron Rodgers here against the Minnesota Vikings. The last eight games he has started and finished against the Vikings. 238.4 passing yards per game. 1.8 touchdowns per game. There was one standout performance where he threw for like 350 and four touchdowns. Every other game, if you honestly look at the, the game log over the past four or five years against this defense... Uh, it, it has not been very pretty for Aaron Rodgers. So I mentioned before the break, I have him down at QB 15 this week. I have Dak Prescott at QB 7. George, is this an overreaction when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, or are you okay fading him this week and starting someone like Dak? I'll also throw this name in there. I know it's kind of crazy. I have Josh Allen ranked as a top 10 quarterback this week. Would you start Josh Allen and Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers, who is facing the Vikings, George? You know, we talked about this last week about Aaron Rodgers, and uh, we talked about it with Chris and uh, making fun of Chris because he's a you know Garoppolo guy. And uh, could you start Garoppolo over Aaron Rodgers because they were playing Chicago? And uh, I didn't think it was crazy. I don't think I could have done it, mind you. I don't think I, would, I thought that was being cute. I don't think I could have made that move, but I didn't think it was crazy either for someone to want to do that because I didn't think Rodgers would do all that much against Chicago. It's the same situation this week. You got all the numbers to back you up, but even if you didn't have those numbers. We know Minnesota's a good defense. They pretty much shut down that Atlanta offense last week until the game was out of hand. Then, yes, uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Ridley, they got their garbage time points. And you might need that again. You might need that again this week from Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. You might need those garbage time points. And that's tough to rely on. So, I absolutely, I would start Dak uh, above them. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Allen's in that range. You know, uh, I, th- I think he's a safer quarterback. We know he'll run some, throw a little bit there. Jets are banged up. I mean, the Jets may not be able to control the ball on offense that much, especially if Bell happens to be out. I think Bell will play, but if he's out, what are they going to have the ball on offense? 24 minutes, 25 minutes? That's a lot of time. Buffalo might actually have the ball there. More opportunities there. I don't, it's another situation. I don't know if I could do it. It might come down to what the rest of my roster is. Uh, do I think I'm going to win this matchup easily so it doesn't matter? Or is it going to be close? Do I want the safer play in Allen? Or am I trailing? Am I, you know, am I, playing, am I playing Jim Day? He, his team looks stacked this week. I might need. Uh, and a big Aaron Rodgers thing, I got to go for it. You know, it could come down to that. What do I think I'm going to need? But uh, I don't think it's crazy. I think the same thing as last week. I don't think it's crazy at all to think about sitting Aaron Rodgers. 
Jim, I mentioned I have Aaron Rodgers at QB 15. You had him at QB 11. Is Josh Allen ahead of Aaron Rodgers this week? Because on paper, at least, it looks like the matchup against the Giants, who, once again, just got shredded by Dak Prescott last week. It looks pretty good for Josh yeah, Allen. Different, totally different offense, though. Um, you know, it, it definitely. It, yeah. What Dallas ran last week is not going to be what Buffalo runs this week. So, totally different offense. Um, this, this offense, you know what? Look, I, I know Allen can run. We know he gets that. I know he throws the deep ball well. But, uh, you know, it, I just think they're going to have a much better time. The Giants are going to have a, an easier time stopping that run portion of the game. They've been a better run defense than pass defense in recent years. Ah, man, I, I just can't have them that high. I have, uh, like I said, I have Rodgers at 11. And I have, uh, uh, let's see, Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen at 13, just behind Russell Wilson. All right, so I would personally go Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers, as I mentioned. I just think, you know, that secondary for the Giants can be taken advantage of. We saw them give up some big plays last week, so John Brown could get behind the defense as well. I think Cole Beasley could be in a good spot here. And in week one, Josh Allen led all quarterbacks with 10 rushing attempts. He also had a rushing touchdown. I understand there's volatility there because, you know, he could turn the ball over three or four times. Uh, But overall, I think with the rushing floor that Josh Allen provides, plus the defense that he's facing in the Giants, I personally would lean Josh Allen over Rodgers. A few other quarterbacks I have ranked just ahead of Rodgers if you're making this decision. I don't know why you would have Rodgers and like Russell Wilson, for example, but I'll just tell you anyway. I have Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, all ahead of Aaron Rodgers as well, heading into week two. Well, 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 let me ask you the other question, the big question that's on everybody's mind. What do you do with Jameis Winston this week? So I was going to save that for later when we preview the game, but we can talk about it now uh, when we're going through our quarterback rankings. I have Jameis Winston at QB 17. I think that the Panthers' defense looked pretty good last week. You know, they limited Jared Goff, and obviously we expect that to be a much better offense than the Bucs. The Bucs were let down in week one. There's no doubt about it. Mike Evans was clearly not healthy. It seemed like he was sick. He was not himself. Chris Godwin was fine. Uh, the usage for the tight ends was very frustrating once again. Uh, but I think because of Jameis Winston's prone, uh, his ability to be turnover prone, uh, I have. I think his floor is a little bit lower than other quarterbacks in this range. So overall, uh, if you can get away from Jameis Winston, that's something that I would do tonight on the short week. Jim, do you feel differently about Jameis? No, I don't. You know, that, that's the one thing I, I'm trying to come to grip with uh, because I, I do like Winston still on the year. We know he makes you know mistakes. We know that week one, Russ. We've seen it with too many teams to just dismiss it out of hand. Uh, and like you said, Mike Evans wasn't 100%. That was obvious if you watched the game. He just wasn't moving well. He just looked like he was off. So, I, I you know, that comes into play. He's supposed to be healthy now. He should be ready to go for this game. The short week is definitely something I don't like. Plus, they're on the road for, what, a bunch of weeks in a row here. Uh, this team just got really railed by the schedulers uh, for this early start. But, man, I, I want to believe that they're going to bounce back in this game. But yeah, I'm having a hard time moving him up too high either. I think I have him at 15. 
Yeah, so we're a little yeah, bit lower on, on Jameis Winston tonight. Again, we'll preview the game a little bit more in depth later on. You know, we'll get to all the skill position players in this game. But if you can fade Jameis Winston, you know what's crazy? I actually dropped Jameis Winston in a league where I only have five bench spots and I also drafted Lamar Jackson. And, you know, there was just so much talent on the waiver wire that I said, you know, realistically, when am I actually going to start Jameis Winston over Lamar Jackson? I don't want to be too reactionary to what Lamar Jackson did. But overall, I, I felt comfortable dropping Jameis Winston in that spot where I did own Lamar Jackson as well. George, I want to ask you about you know, a very popular waiver pickup this week. Terry McLaurin, he looked great in week one. He played the second most snaps among Washington's wide receivers behind only Trey Quinn. And he looks like a player. He ran a 4-3-5-40 coming out of Ohio State. He ranked like 95th percentile in speed score. The problem is... He has a pretty tough matchup going up against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points in week one. Extremely small sample size, I get it. It was against the Giants. But all of last year, they allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And they have returned all of their secondary. You know, their corner is a very good one. Chidobe Awuzie, Anthony Brown, and Byron Jones. George, you know, if I picked up Terry McLaurin, as much fab as I spent on him... I'm probably benching him in most spots where I picked him up this week. and It's a tough one because, you know, when you pick up a player and you spend that much fab on him, you want to get him into your lineup. But overall, I do not love this matchup in week two for Terry McLaurin going up against your Cowboys secondary. Yeah, I don't love it either. And keep in mind, Byron Jones played a limited amount of snaps last week coming back from the hip uh, surgery in the offseason. Uh, that, those snaps are expected to increase. This week, he might even start the game. So uh, that not good news for McLaurin owners either. Now, I agree with you. you know, I think we all feel that. You buy something, you want to play with it, right? That's in all walks of life. You, you just bought your, your wide receiver, you want to put him in the lineup. It comes down to what else you have there. You know, I don't see this being a big week for McLaurin either. Uh, it certainly could happen there. But Philadelphia had problems with the secondary last week. There were some communication issues there, and he ended up uh, doing what he did there. One would think that's not going to happen. Uh, I'll say this again. You know, traditionally, Dallas Cowboy Redskins games, in Washington are closer scoring games. They're not blowouts one way or the other. They're not 35-34 games. They're more 21-17 games. Uh, it's just for me in California. I don't know what it is in Washington. Dallas doesn't score a lot of points there, and even as Washington, they generally be end up being close games for whatever reason. Uh, so I don't expect a shootout in this game. I don't think Dallas is going to score, you know, like I don't think they score five straight possessions, and all of a sudden Washington has to throw the ball every down. I don't see that happening here. It certainly could, you know, but I don't see it happening here. I think it'll be more of a, uh, a different kind of game flow here. That being said, I, I grabbed McLaurin in a league, too. In that league, I don't need him. You know, I, underst- I understood I was buying him for later in the season, not now. You know, The hot guy will see what happens there. My wide receivers are fine. So it depends on what's on your roster, as it always does. Jim, to quote the great George Kurtz, you buy a new toy, you want to play with it. When it comes to Terry McLaurin, I have him ranked as my wide receiver 47 this week. And if I'm deciding between two of these waiver wire guys, I would actually go with Miko Hardman over Terry McLaurin this week. Matchup against Oakland. You know, I don't know if Gary and Conley is going to play. He suffered that, you know, neck injury in week one on Monday Night Football. And they're without starting safety, Jonathan Abram as well. If you're asking me, between these shiny new toys... I know McCole Hardman didn't have the targets. He didn't have the production. But he was on the field for a ton of snaps. Give me McCole Hardman over Terry McLaurin in week two. I'm with you. I'm not on McLaurin this week at all. I I liked him more for the rest of the season as well, like you say. Um, You know, the one thing you could say about Hardman was that he was on the field for, I think, 54 of 59 snaps after Hill went down. So he was obviously on the field. He should be highly involved. And just the upside is there. I'm not – look. I, I have my doubts on Hardman as well this week. I want to see it before I'm really buying into it. But if that's my option, 
Well, first of all, I really sucked at drafting. <laughs> but if that's my option, then I'd probably go with Hart. Well, if you sucked at drafting like I did, or if you lost Tyreek Hill, you might need one of these wide receivers. Personally, I would go with Miko Hardman over Terry McLaurin. When we come back, I have a few more players that I want to get to with tough matchups in Week 2. We'll also preview tonight's Thursday night football game between the Panthers and the Bucks. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com That's MoneyNow100.com can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Rain dance! Make it rain. If you like the Giants right now, it opened up at the Giants plus two, and now it's been moving closer to pick them. Perfect situation. You like the Giants? Bet the damn Giants. You're getting plus money because all of a sudden, it started coming in the other way, and now all of a sudden, it's the Bills that are even. Now it's a pick them, or it's going to be minus one. It is yeah, home now, field advantage after all. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Frank Stanfield filling in for the closer, Chris Ventura. Joined by Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. I have a few more tough Week 2 matchups that I just want to run by you guys. Start off with Jim Day. Jim, I got to ask you about your boy, David Montgomery. He was obviously a huge letdown in Week 1, that first game of the season a week ago today, uh, against the Green Bay Packers. 
for me, it's... Wait, wait, wait. Let's clear something up. What do you got? He wasn't a letdown. Matt Nagy called a terrible offensive game plan. Let's get that straight. But that still makes David Montgomery a letdown in fantasy for week one. It it did. Absolutely did. It let me down totally. And for that reason, I'm not trusting him in week two until Matt Nagy gets his head on straight. Look, I'm, I'm not even complaining about spreading out the running back usage to different players. What I'm complaining about is on a game when Trubisky looks like crap right out of the gate, you have him throw the ball 45 times in a game that you were in all game. You were only down four points for the majority of that game, and you only run the ball 15 times. To me, that's just terrible coaching. Yeah, it was a bad job by Matt Nagy. And after the game, he came out and said how bad the game plan was. Well, you know, Matt Nagy, you know who creates this offensive game plan, right? It's you. <laughs> you easily could have controlled you know, how many rushing attempts David Montgomery and Mike Davis got in this game. And early on... David Montgomery looked pretty good. There was that one play where, you know, later on in the game, they lined him up as a slot receiver, and he had a, you know, a 27-yard catch. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to ask you about, you know, what are you doing with him? You're just flat-out benching him this week? Jim, because I have him ranked as my RB30. I have a league where I'm deciding between him and Matt Breida. I currently have Matt Breida in my lineup, but are, are you just completely fading David Montgomery in Week 2? I am, until I see differently. Uh, I, can't, I can't trust him this week, and it's not him. It's the coach. I can't trust Nagy if he's going to continue to do this ridiculous stuff. Uh, again, he, he, he wants to be one of the innovators. He's trying to get too cute, and that's what he was last week. Cost his team a win, and until I see differently, man, I, as much as I love Montgomery and think he's the best running back on that team, until something changes there, I got I to gotta step back from him a little bit until the usage is right. Matt Nagy, let's not reinvent the wheel here, all right? You know, let's not have Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball 45 times. Let's get 25 rushing attempts between all of your running backs in week two. Let's get David Montgomery the ball. But overall, I do agree. I have David Montgomery more as a mid to low end RB3 or a flex play uh, if you are in deeper leagues heading into week two. George, I just want to ask you about one more player uh, and really, I guess, the entire Packers offense. We already spoke about Aaron Rodgers. I got to ask you about Aaron Jones because we're getting a lot of questions about Aaron Jones going up against the Vikings defense that limited Falcons running backs to just 3.57 yards per carry in week one. I have Aaron Jones on that border as a low end RB2, high end flex play for this week. But I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Are you starting Aaron Jones? Do you agree that he should still be in RB2 contention? And what do you think about the Packers, all of their weapons, as potential buy-low candidates after this week? Because, you know, I could see a lower-scoring game here between the Packers, Devontae Adams, tougher matchup against Xavier Rhodes. I'm thinking after this week, all of the Packers players are probably buy-low candidates. What say you, George Kurtz? Well, to answer your second question, you're probably right. I think this could be another bad game for the Packers offensively. They might win the game. You know, it could be another 13-10 game, something silly like that. But uh, fantasy-wise, you're not going to get big numbers here. I think uh, I think the only, only place that might be safe on Green Bay would be Devontae Adams. and uh, Actually, Adams might be the only player that's safe. Anybody else that can buy low, including Aaron Rodgers, if you wanted to, because people are going to be down on them after this. Oh, the offense isn't working. It's LaFleur. Rodgers hates him. They can't get on the same page, that sort of thing. Uh, now, I did think the offense would start off slowly. More because of the, uh, you know, LaFleur inserting his new stuff and uh, Rodgers getting used to it, that sort of thing. And the schedule makers did them no favors either. Let's open up against Chicago and Minnesota. Division games against two of the best defenses in the NFC. So I think it's going to be a tough going here. 
Uh, that's, this is my way of saying I don't want to start Aaron Jones if I can help it. I'm not going to tell you to bench him. It always depends on what else you have. You may, not, you may have three running backs in your roster. And so, you know, this guy, a number one guy, and, you know, Kenyon Drake could be your third option. You know, now you got to start somebody. You know, I don't want to start Drake either. You know, so you may have no options here, but I don't like them this week. That's the bottom line here. Uh, I, I'm not seeing big things happening here. Maybe I'm still angry because uh, the way Minnesota treated Devonta Freeman last week cost me a league. Uh, and I'm still angry at Freeman, angry at Minnesota. I'm just an angry guy in general. George Kurtz, an angry guy here. When it comes to Aaron Jones, I will bring this up. He only played one matchup against the Vikings last year. He totaled 93 yards and a touchdown in that matchup. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, ultimately, I have him as a low-end RB2 play heading into Week 2. Tougher matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. Guys, let's preview the Bucks and Panthers game for tonight. Thursday night football. The Panthers laying 7 points at home. Last year, the Panthers won 42-28 in their home matchup against the Bucks. They lost 24-17 on the road in Tampa Bay. Let's start off with the quarterbacks in this game. Jim, I've heard you talk all week about how Cam Newton has not looked right to you so far. He did have shoulder surgery in the offseason. He had the foot injury coming into week one. He didn't run at all last week. You know, I have Cam Newton more so as a low-end QB1 this week. I actually would use Josh Allen over uh, over Cam Newton as well. You know, how do you feel about Cam Newton? You kind of spoke about Jameis Winston a little bit early on, but you can hit on that as well. Well, look, uh, Cam Newton, for me, he definitely did not look right last week. And again, it could just be the rust, and that's what I'm hoping for. It's a nice matchup for him tonight. I, I couldn't put Josh Allen over him. I'd have to see one more week. And if he comes out this week and his, show, his throwing motion is all over the place again, his accuracy is all over the place, then I'd be ready to move on him. But I want to see him in one more me- week. And, you know, this is the perfect week to throw him out there against Tampa Bay. I, I'm putting him on the field. Over Josh Allen. George, Tampa Bay's defense actually looked pretty good last week. Or did they? You know, was it a combination of, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo still shaking off the rust? You know, the Bucks defense, they did allow just 166 passing yards and one touchdown in week one against Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. How do you feel about Cam Newton tonight? Are you are you okay plugging him into your lineup? I look at it like this. I have all sorts of concerns about Cam Newton. Jim and I talked about this yesterday. He did he only threw one pass when with 20 yards down the field last week. Yes, that could have been game plan specific. Maybe that was the game plan. Throw everything short, get the CMC and all that. But the fact that he only threw one pass tells me that shoulder's still not right. You know, that there's still something up there, uh, whatever it might be. But if you drafted him and you can't start him tonight, I mean, you better have a damn good backup because you're not going to get a better matchup than Tampa Bay. Yes, they yeah, played right. pretty good last week, right? But I mean, this secondary is poor. This defense is poor. You know, what's, what's scaring you? The, the shoulder, the Thursday night game, is that what it is? Uh, I would need a damn good backup. Like Jim says, I mean, I, I have hopes for Allen this week. I do, but I'm not starting uh, Allen over Cam Newton because, like I said, why do I have Newton on my team if I'm doing this? I, I'm not going to get a better match. He's at home against Tampa. Short week was generally placed towards the home team as well. If I can't start on this week, then I, I probably need to move on. Put me down for on the record. I have Josh Allen starting over Cam Newton this week. I guess the only other way is if you drafted Cam and Dak, you start Dak there, or at least I would. If you drafted like a combination of Cam and Lamar Jackson, I would start Lamar Jackson as well. Again, I have Cam Newton as a lower-end QB1. There's not a, a ton of quarterbacks I would stream over him, but Josh Allen is one of them. And again, it's a new defense. It is Todd Bowles' defense. Vernon Hargraves has been terrible in his career. 
But he looked pretty good last week. So perhaps, you know, Todd Bowles is helping these guys turn a corner. Vernon Hargraves did have a pick six last week against the 49ers. You're starting... Christian McCaffrey, we all know that. I'm not going to get into Christian McCaffrey in this matchup. I have him as my, you know, RB2, I think, heading into this week, or RB1, whatever it might be. Uh, I do want to ask Jim about the wide receivers here. Obviously, if we have concern over Cam Newton, or at least I do, it sounds like you have concern over him, at least as a passer. You know, how do you feel about, uh, you know, uh, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore tonight? I have DJ Moore as a top 20 wide receiver myself. I have Curtis Samuel as a low-end wide receiver three. Curtis Samuel actually does have a really, really good matchup. Uh, the cornerback opposite of Vernon Hargraves, Carlton Davis, graded out very poorly, and according to Pro Football Focus, is going to match up against Curtis Samuel tonight. So I think Curtis Samuel is actually a sneaky play. How do you feel about the Pan- uh, Panthers wide receivers tonight, Jim? Uh, again, you know, against this matchup against Tampa Bay, look, I, as you mentioned before, they did play fairly well as a defense last week. I don't think that really holds up when when push comes to shove. Uh, so you know it's obvious that Cam favored more last week by far over uh, Samuel, even though Samuel has been the one getting the hype all preseason. Is you know could he take that role as the number one? Well, week one shows otherwise. Moore was definitely the most targeted one. I do have more higher uh, than Samuel this week, but you know I, I, they're both in play for me as wide receiver twos but I don't have them pushed any higher than that. George, I want to ask you about the Tampa Bay Bucks offense overall when it comes to the run game. You know, we saw the report yesterday. Bruce Arians said Peyton Barber is still going to start tonight and they're going to mix in Ronald Jones, which just seems like blasphemy to me. You know, I understand Bruce Arians wears glasses, but his vision can't be that bad. Ronald Jones was clearly the most explosive running back on this team last week, and it's not a terrible matchup. The Panthers just allowed 150 rushing yards to the like of Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown, plus two rushing touchdowns, 5.77 yards per carry. So, George, I'll throw this your way, both in terms of the run game. I have Ronald Jones as a low-end flex, low-end RB3. I don't ideally don't want him in my lineup, but if you're desperate as a flex... Uh, and then Mike Evans, obviously he's in your lineup. I think Chris Godwin is in a really good bounce back spot. I'm going to go on record and say I think Chris Godwin actually outperforms Mike Evans tonight going up against Javian Elliott. That's the slot corner of the Panthers. That is the best matchup on paper tonight in the past game. So, George, overall, just break down this Bucks offense for tonight. Yeah, I agree with you about Ronald Jones. Uh, I don't know what Arians... We know what Peyton Barber is. There's no upside there, either for the Bucks or fantasy. So I don't know why he uh, keeps going with them. Maybe, maybe Rojo has to do it one more game, and then we'll go back to him next week. I'm hoping for that. Uh, listen, the, uh, the Bucks' offense was poor last week. Uh, Winston did his turnover routine, which he does more often than not. Uh, they had several other fumbles, too, that were recovered by uh, Tampa Bay. That really could have been much worse than what it was. And I wonder if that's why San Fran didn't really put on a show offensively, because they didn't have to. Tampa was self-destructing. There was no reason to take any chances. That does cross my mind here. Uh, Evans, I think you said it earlier, Frank, and I agree. I think he was ill last week. I think that's why we saw the poor performance, at least not up to his ex- expectations. Now, Tampa did have a couple of touchdowns last week that were called back. Both were to Cameron Brate. Touchdown throws from Winston to Brate. They were called back on uh, holding penalties on uh, the guard. Same guard, both uh, plays here. So, unfortunate there. I think they will play better tonight. And if Winston can keep the ball out of the other team's hands and into his uh, own team's hands, I think they all perform. I think, Winston, uh, I think Godwin does have the best fantasy night, but I think Evans eats tonight, too. And I think O.J. Howard, I want to get him back in there because he had a poor game last week as well. Listen, the Bucs, listen, I like Arians, but they looked like they weren't ready to play last week. Jim, I consider you the tight end whisperer. I know you were on T.J. Hawkinson before anybody else. 
I don't know if it's just because I have O.J. Howard in a ton of places, but I'm still going back to O.J. Howard this week. I have him ranked as my tight end eight. I have him one spot ahead of T.J. Hawkinson. We've actually gotten that question a few times in the chat today. Do you go O.J. Howard tonight, or do you go T.J. Hawkinson this weekend? Well, I, I like them both, actually, because I have Howard at five. I have Hawkinson at seven. Um, so I, I like them both. Um, so, you know, based on that, I would go Howard. Look, we, we know what Howard is and has been. He's a great tight end, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm just worried about Brate, you know, taking in a little bit of his work. Uh, so, yeah, because of that, that, that puts me off just a little bit. But, you know, he, he can go off in any given day, any given game. So I don't have any problem starting Howard or Hawkinson, but I do have Howard slightly higher right now. George, real quick, we only got about 40 seconds left. I need to handicap this game because I'm in a pick and pull where I have to pick every game. Tampa Bay getting six and a half tonight. Which way do you lean? Right now, I have Tampa Bay. What are you thinking? I said it last night as well. If I had to go straight on this game, I would take, I'll take the points of Tampa Bay as well. But I'm going to do a teaser tonight, actually. I'm going to have uh, Carolina straight up money. I got seven points on my book. And I'm also going to take the under 56. I'm going to move it uh, up by seven. All right, so you got a little teaser there from George Kurtz. He's taking Carolina basically at the money line there. He's also teasing to the under as well. If we're just talking about the game straight up, I'm taking Tampa Bay and the points. I think this is a little bit more competitive than people expect. I want to thank Jim Day and George Kurtz. I am Frank Stanfield. Real fun show today. Coming up next, it's the BFFs with Greg Sussman and myself. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. 
I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 andro400.com I'm gonna miss you Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy I didn't want it to end More often than not we make the mistake of trying to predict game flow too much. And I know we have a lot of indicators, you know, things that we can use for game flow, such as Vegas lines for games. You know, if a team's expected to be a big favorite, then maybe you fade the quarterback because it's going to be a blowout, so on and so forth. But, you know, I tweeted this out last night that I thought Dak Prescott was in a really, really good spot in week two once again because of what the matchup and what the numbers said. Last week, Washington got torched by Carson Wentz. They gave up 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, And last year, in the one game that Amari Cooper played against Josh Norman. He completely owned him, went over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Randall Cobb has one of the best matchups this week, according to Pro Football Focus as well. So I tweeted all this out, and I started getting responses that, well, the game flow isn't going to be in favor of the Cowboys needing to pass the ball. Now, if we can all predict game flow, we would be millionaires. You know, (laughs) any given Sunday... You know, everyone thinks that they have it all figured out. They know who's going to win. They know what the game flow is going to be. But it doesn't always work that way. So, George, I'll kind of you know, throw this your way first. And I don't, I don't really know what I'm looking for here. Look, if you just want to talk about it, or is this like a slippery slope that we fall down too often? Because I feel like this happens a lot where we just look at a game line. You know, uh, we try to predict, oh, well, this team's going to be a big. They're just going to run the football. It's going to be a non-competitive game. Shouldn't we just look at the numbers and what the matchup tells us? And if that's the case, then Dak Prescott is in a really, really good spot this week against Washington. Sure. Now, we don't need to watch the games to all over Dallas and win 42-14. Done. On paper, the Cowboys should win this game uh, handily. The problem is, this is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Redskins. It is a rivalry. I don't care how bad these teams have been. Uh, they still play each other hard. And Dallas, and historically, doesn't play all that great in Washington, whether it's at the uh, FedEx field or when it was in uh, uh, the old field as well. You know, they, they just don't play well there for whatever reason here. So I don't think they're going to run up the scores here. Yes, uh, the game you're talking about with Omari Cooper against Norman last year, that was the Thanksgiving game in Dallas where Cooper was really running free all over the place. And last week against the Giants, I think, what, there was 32 pass attempts by Dak Prescott, but Giants pressured him three times. I could have completed those passes, okay? That should be a little different this week. The Redskins have at least a good defense, an average, above-average defense. Got to give them at least that. The Giants had no way to put pressure on Dak Prescott. He could have had a coffee, ordered a pizza back there, and had Zeppelis. They weren't getting to him. That should change somewhat this week. I think as far as the run game is concerned, Elliott is still a work in progress. He's in shape, but he's not in game shape yet. And Dallas is going to use the first three weeks, the Giant game, the Redskin game, and next week they got the Dolphins as sort of his preseason. I have no problem starting Dak this week over certain quarterbacks, but 
I'd keep your expectations in check. Dallas is still going to be an offense that runs through Zeke. 